You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. I know, yes, this is our song of victory. Our song of victory is that Jesus saves. Good morning, sir. Thank you for joining us again today. Good morning, sir. Thank you very much for joining us again, sir. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you, sir. Amen. Amen. Good morning, dear listeners. God bless you for this um, beautiful Tuesday again. Amen. 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 Okay, please say what our prayers will begin, sir. All right. Let's pray, brethren. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege of um, learning out of it every time. Thank you, Lord. It's a privilege that you can send your eternal word to help our lives and to cause those who had experienced the farming of your word, who would not hear your word, can actually uh, testify to the fact that it's a privilege for us to hear you. Yes, when Saul could not hear you, he, you you refused to speak to him through your word, through the scriptures, through tuning, through tuning, through dreams, through visions, through you did not even send men to him. He understood what it meant and he went to the to the grave. He went to call the dead to speak to him. Mm-hmm. Lord, we Know that it's a privilege that you are sending your word to us. Thank we are you. grateful for this. Accept our heart of gratitude in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning again, we are ready and we are waiting to eat manna fresh from your table. We ask, Lord, that you feed us from above in the name of Jesus. Amen. We ask that your word will come with grace, with power. Your word will come with great conviction. We convert us and we make us to have great consecration unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we are praying that your word will come unhindered, your word will come expressly, and we speak to us as speak to us collectively and speak to us individually in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you found our prayer. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious, mighty, glorious name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 I welcome you once again their brothers and sisters for Reflections Tuesday this morning. And um, as you would remember, our theme for this year remains a new and living way as found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20. And um, the truth is, if there is no destination, if there is no need to move from where we are, to a particular place, there is no need for a way. There is no need for a road. And for the Lord to command us to um, to give us um, the theme, a new and living way, it means there is need for movement from where we are to where we ought to be. There is need for movement from um, the outer court, the inner court, the holy into the holiest of holy. And the Lord is expecting us to have this movement. And there's need to move from um, recycling our old years into um, making our years new. And um, it's not just for us to greet ourselves Happy New Year. It's not just for us to receive the greeting as I said to you. It's actually 
about making the year new and not just um, um, recycling the same old year, year in, year out, every time. So the Lord expects that our year in 2023 be actually new, be new indeed, be new, not just in words, not just in uh, um, greetings that Happy New Year, but actually to be new in reality, in truth, and say, yes, the year is new. It's not just the same old year that I have used in my life. It is actually a, a brand new year that I'm having this year. And for you to be able to point to it that it's new because of this, it's new because of that. It's new spiritually. My relationship with God, it's brand new. It's a brand new year. And that is what the Lord is expecting from us. And we started last week to look at the um, life of Isaiah. When Isaiah's life, Isaiah's years, began to be new. And we saw that Isaiah's year began to be new in the year that King Uzziah died. Actually, before that time, Isaiah had been a preacher, had been a prophet, had been a prophet of God, called of God, an anointed of God. But yet, he's, he, he kept recycling the same old, unfruitful years of ministry. Uzziah was there, and I do not intend to um, bore, bore us with uh, the story between Uzziah, the possible story between Uzziah and, I, and Isaiah, but the, that is before I, Uzziah died. But in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah could say that, thank God that this year my life changed. And so Isaiah had a change of year, moved from recycling old, dead, unfruitful years, year in, year out, onto fruitful ministry. Because he was preaching before that time, Isaiah was a preacher of holiness, even though he was preaching here and there, you know, rebuking people, bringing people to the Lord and saying, come, come unto me, says the Lord, come, let's reason together, says the Lord. If your sins are like scarlet, if, if, if your sins are like crimson, they are like this, they are, uh, um, they'll be washed as, as snow and this and that, just come. If you are willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land, this and that. And he went on preaching from chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. He was preaching holiness. He was preaching the truth of the word of God, but he was not effective. He was not effective because he was preaching holiness with an unclean lips. He was preaching holiness with unclean lips, and he had unclean associations. These things made his ministry and his year to be. Um, old, recycled old years, and they kept on recycling the same old unfruitful labor in ministry, 
year in, year out, until the year that King Uzziah died. And I challenge each of us also to look at our lives. Even though you claim that you are teaching the truth, you are preaching the truth, or you are living a correct life in your office or in the market where you are, where you are working and then in the school where you attend or whatever, but you are not actually bringing fruits to the kingdom of God. You are not actually bringing praises to the name of God. People are not thanking God and praising God for your life. There is no solution you are bringing to people's life. You are, you are just recycling the same old years, year in, year out. You are just living like, you know, like without anything, nothing really spiritually is of eternal value that people can point to that is coming out of your life. And if that is the, um, if that is a description of your life, then there is a need to move through the new and living way into fruitfulness this year. And that's the reason God has brought us into this thing that we need to move from where we are to where we ought to be. We need to move from the unfruitful, old, dead years that we have recycled year in, year out, year after year, into the real um, fruitful years, new years, fresh years, that actually is fruitful, that is bringing forth the fruit unto the kingdom of God. So, last week, we began to look at how is it that Isaiah, Isaiah's own life and ministry became fruitful? And the first thing we discovered was that Isaiah saw the Lord first when he, the king, he saw the king. He, first of all, it was that he sought the Lord. He was seeking the Lord. He was alone with God. He had an encounter with God, alone with God, and I encouraged us to always have time alone with God, personally in our quiet time, and then to have time, maybe once a week or once a month, to to have a day, not to go anywhere, not to do any other thing, but to be alone with God. All you are doing is to seek the face of God, lock yourself up, lock your phone out, out of reach, you are just there alone with God. And it's very important. That will help you to actually position yourself for an encounter like that of Isaiah. And then when Isaiah saw the Lord, Isaiah saw the Lord appear to him not as a shepherd, not as a warrior, not as any other thing, but as a king whose throne is high and lifted up. And that brought in the first line there in Isaiah chapter 6 brought, um, you know, touched me somehow. It, 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 it opened my eyes to some things. Like it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord high and lifted up, um, sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Let me see. Let me read it out from the scriptures directly here. Isaiah chapter 6. And if you have the opportunity to read your Bible where you are, it's good to read it with me too. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also 
the Lord, sitting upon his throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. So this is another theme I'm bringing out today. As we continue to look at how Isaiah made his year to be new this um, that year in the year that King Uzziah so that we ourselves can make 2023 new for us that we can say in the year that in the year 2023 I saw also the Lord my year that year was new for me everything became new in my life because something of eternal value happened to me and uh, we saw that. Isaiah saw the Lord, he appeared to him as a king. Look at it again. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon his throne, high and lifted up, and he strength filled the temple. So the Lord came, the Lord appeared to him, the Lord encountered Isaiah as a king whose throne is high and lifted up. Meanwhile, King Uzziah had to die for Isaiah to see the king of kings, the king, the real king that he needed to see. It seems to me from here that there is a king, there is someone who sat on the throne of Isaiah's heart that actually prevented Isaiah from seeing the king of kings. There is someone who actually controlled the affairs of Isaiah's life that made Isaiah not to be able to see the king of kings. And eventually, he was just recycling the same theme, the same old unfruitful works year in, year out in his life until that king died. You know, I am just, I have not, I, I, I do not intend to um, say, I don't know what kind of relationship was between Isaiah and Uzziah. It, it's not very clear for us. I don't know how, the only thing I knew, I know as shown in the scripture was that Uzziah was a perfect man of God, a perfect king that served the Lord with all his heart from the from 16 years of age. And under the tutelage and the counseling of Zechariah, he served the Lord properly. And he did a very, um, he, he did well before the Lord. And the Lord, the Lord, um, the Lord accepted him until Zechariah died. And then his heart lifted up in him. And then he went to do what he was not supposed to do. He went to offer sacrifices in the temple, incense in the temple. And then leprosy came upon him and he was a leper till he died. Now, it was likely that it is after Zechariah died who counseled Uzziah that Isaiah became a prophet and started his prophetic ministry in Judah and was prophesying and also had access to Uzziah. Now, I don't know the kind of relationship between them, but I'm suspecting something in this verse one, that there is the, the, when, if the Lord is saying that, if the scripture is saying that 
the year that King Uzziah died, that is the same year that Isaiah could also see the Lord as a king that is sitting upon the throne and his throne is high and lifted up. Then something had definitely blocked or prevented him from seeing the king of kings high and lifted up. He said, I saw also the Lord. In other words, he had actually only been seeing the king, Uzziah, who had probably had influence on his life and had directed him, controlled him, and then blocked him from actually having the Lord God as his king in his life before that time. And so it was convenient for him to be preaching holiness with unclean lips. It was convenient for him to be preaching holiness with unclean associations, with association with people of unclean lips. And so that is that was his life until the year that King Uzziah died. And then he saw the Lord. The king was no longer on his on the throne of his heart. And now he was able to see the Lord clearly as the king that must sit on the throne of his heart. And now we are going to now look at some other things that we must see in this place that made the year that King Uzziah died memorably new for Isaiah when we return from this short break. Please, let's go on a short break. When we come back, we continue. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. And yes, God bless you indeed. You've been listening to the voice of Pastor Yoagunloye, who is the pastor of New Creation Baptist Church for our court, River State. He joins us Tuesday mornings on Gospel Bells Radio to lead us through the current themes in your Potter's House is also the publisher of Your Potter's House, a daily digital devotional. If you want to receive daily episodes of Your Potter's House, write on your phone. Please reach out to Pastor Yagunle on 0808-718-0680. Or send him a mail at paul.agunleye at gmail.com. Thank you very much for joining us. I will be here tomorrow at 7 a.m. for Waiting on God Wednesday. You can send anonymous prayer requests. Just scroll through our homepage and tap on the form that invites you to send anonymous prayer requests. And if you have a testimony to share with God's people, join us Thursday morning at 7 a.m. for Thankful Thursday. I'll be here at 8 a.m. for On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. As we go along, if you have questions to ask, uh, you can send them on WhatsApp. Just tap that WhatsApp widget to ask your questions or to make your contributions or use that form that says, are you listening right now? We're going to receive it anonymously. We had, we had a question last week and uh, if we have time today, we're going to address it, although we've already sent the answer to the person who asked, but we'll see. So if you still have other questions, please do do send them. We'll be glad to receive them. God bless you, good. Okay, what to you now, Pastor? Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. Welcome back, dear listeners. So let's go quickly because of our time. So some other things that made Isaiah's year new 
in the year that King Uzziah died. Apart from the fact that he saw the Lord and he found the Lord, he encountered the Lord, and the Lord appeared to him as a king sitting upon a very high throne, which must control, who must control Isaiah's life since the time that Isaiah, uh, Uzziah died. So the question for that is, who is the king over your own life? If anything or anyone remains the king over your life, you will not be able to see the Lord and your year, you will continue to recycle old, dead, unfruitful years in life, in ministry, at work. But if you allow every other thing or every other one that is sitting as king in your life to die to you, then you will see the Lord as king and something new will happen to you in your life. But according to Isaiah chapter 6, I'll look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. He said, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a, uh, uh, of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the Lord, the King, the Lord of hosts. So it is when Isaiah saw the king, when he saw the king, that something happened to him. But we will look at it. We will look at it, even though he saw the king, but some people actually, some some creatures actually had effect on Isaiah that made Isaiah to break down and confess his sin. You see, it is not easy for you, you, not just any preacher can preach and then a sinner who has concealed his sins successfully for years will just come up and say, I am a sinner. I have done this. I have done that. The, the children I have for my husband are not his own. I have been doing like this. I have been doing like that. And they are confessing the things that they have successfully covered without anybody knowing and they are coming to repent it is not it is not in a man to convert a man or to convict a man of such things if the lord the spirit of god himself does not take over the voice of that man to speak to the person that is hearing him that it is you that i'm talking to through this person that is talking and since it is you, you have to confess your sins. You have to repent of it. So, for Isaiah, who had lived his life like that for years, under Uzziah, for him to confess his sins and for him to break down like that, for him to to come to the point where he was he was he was open and he was he, he, he was fed up of the life that he had lived before as an un- a person with unclean lips, maybe he cursed with his lips, maybe he told lies with his lips, maybe he did something, other terrible things with his lips that made his lips to be unclean. Maybe he, 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 he ate what he was not supposed to be eating. He just had unclean lips. And then he had association with unclean people. So he confessed at this point. But what made him to confess and got help from God because after he confessed, he was helped. A fire from the altar of God was brought to his mouth and 
his things were pushed and they were taken away such that they did not have hold over him again. He was helped to, to not to have unclean lips again. But what happened before he was able to break down? What actually broke Isaiah down? What made him to confess? What made him to come to the, to the state that he was able to confess and say, ah, no, 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 no. I cannot continue like this. I'm a man of a something that brought Isaiah to that state. And that is what I saw in verse 5 when he said, Then said I. Then said I. So if there is something that if the Bible is starting with then said I, then we want to look at when said I. We want to look at when if you said then, then when, what happened? Who, what, what, what made you to say, woe is, uh, woe, woe is me, for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and all that and all that. What happened? When did you say it? Why did you say it? And that we will see from verse, from verse 2 to 4. And he says in that Isaiah chapter 6, above that throne stood the seraphim, each one had six wings. You know, the Bible says, I saw also the Lord, his high and lifted up, seated, his throne is high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim, above the throne of God. They were hovering over the throne of God. Seraphim. Beautiful creatures were there hovering over the throne of God. They were flying on their wings over the throne of God. They themselves, if they were standing above, standing on their feet, not on their feet, standing, flying, standing on their wings over and above the throne of God, hovering upon the throne of God while the Lord God himself was sitting on the throne these beautiful creatures were there standing on the, uh, um, above the throne of God each one had six wings and we too each one covered his face and we too each one covered his feet and we too each one continued to fly now I saw one thing from them that made their okay, maybe let me read it to verse prophet. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then the fourth verse, and the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I. So it was, when was it that Isaiah broke down? That Isaiah could not hold himself again. When was it that Isaiah, what is it that broke Isaiah down and made Isaiah to confess his unworthiness, to confess his sin and found help? The truth of the matter is, if we do not learn this, we, we, we ourselves will not be effective even in our lives in our normal duties, in our, in, in, in our, at our work, in our ministries, to bring men to their feet with Christ. 
it's not only preachers that can bring men to their feet, that can lead people to Christ. It's not only pastors, it's not only prophets, but anybody that is a child of God, that is living correctly, that can learn what Isaiah learned here from this therapy, can actually always bring people to their knees to confess their sins, the sins that they have, they have covered for a very long time, and nobody is forcing them to confess it, but they are now still living to confess it, to compel people to the cross. There is something that Isaiah learned there that he said, then said I. When was it? In verse 4, he said, the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. It was the voice of the seraphim that Isaiah had that moved the sh- and shook the foundation of the door of the temple. It shook the foundation of the door of the temple and the doorpost of the, the temple of Isaiah had was shaking. He could not stand again. He could not hold himself. He was compelled to confess his sin by the, by the holiness in the seraphim. And he said, at the voice of the seraphim, the, as they cried one to another, the, the, there was smoke everywhere and the door, the everything, the foundation shook and Isaiah could not hold himself again. He said, then, said I, there is a then that will happen that will make your voice to be effective when you are just talking, when you are just sharing, when you are just discussing, when you are just joking, when you are just when you are just talking normally, when you are just relating normally, but your voice will shake. Your voice will shake the foundation of the heart of men that they will say, Ah, I am a man of unclean lips. I want to repent. I am a man of, uh, of sin. I have been committing this sin for a long time, but I want to change. When the foundation and the security of their heart breaks down by the voice that comes from your heart. So what is it that made the voice of the seraphim to be so powerful that as they spoke, the, the temple, the foundation of the temple of the heart of Isaiah shook and he could not re- restrain himself. He could not continue to cover his sin. He could not continue to go in his own way. But their voice was effective to, to bring Isaiah to newness. Why? What happened? So let us look at that in from verse 2 and 3. The first thing I observed was that in their wings, in their wings, they, they had six wings, but two wings they used to cover their face. As beautiful as they were, they were not opening their face for Isaiah to see. They were not opening their face, their faces for anyone to see. Actually, they closed, they covered their face from anyone, from anyone that would have seen them. That as beautiful, you know what you want to do. When you are beautiful, you want to snap your pictures, you want to make Snapchat, you want to make video, you want to make it go viral. When you just make a beautiful hair, when you just make a beautiful makeup, when you just have a beautiful dress and you want to look, you are looking beautiful. The next thing you want to do is to show yourself to people, to the world. But that is not about the seraph. 
they what as beautiful as they were, they covered their faces. They said, No, it is enough for Isaiah to see the Lord. It is not us. It's not about us. If we are beautiful for anything, then let them see the Lord, not us. It is the Lord that gave us the beauty, and it is the Lord that people must see. It's not about us. It is the Lord. They covered their faces. Isaiah did not see their faces. They are, also, their position was highly lifted. Above the throne of God, they were hovering. They were hovering above the highly lifted throne of God. Yet, they still covered their faces. Their position did not make them proud. They did not come and say, yes, this is we. We are here. We are the ones that are here, high above the throne of God. We, you, you need to see us. You need to look at us. They are not presenting their pictures everywhere. They are not presenting themselves. They are not making themselves popular. They are not making themselves known. As far as they are concerned, they want to conceal themselves. They want to cover themselves. They said, more of God, less of death. And no wonder that their words, their voices, as they, as they shout from one towards another, they, it had great effect on Isaiah. And I want to say that you and I, if you can cover your face at work, if you can cover your face in ministry, if you can cover your face wherever you are, in other words, if you can say that, no, it's not about me. It, no, you don't even need to see me. It's not, it's not about how beautiful I'm looking. It's not about how rich I'm looking. It's not about, how, uh, it's not about me. It's not about how wise I am. It's not about how, or, uh, how fluently I can speak. It's not about anything I possess. It's not about my gift. It's not about my ability to do anything. No, 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 no. It's not about me. He must increase. I must decrease. You don't even need to see me. You cover your face. You reveal. You, 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 you are not making yourself. You are not putting yourself up there. You are not making yourself. I mean, calling people onto yourself. You are not showing forth yourself. You are not presenting yourself to people. Then you are you are making you are you are on your way to becoming effective. Let me tell you, there is no limit to how God will use you if only you don't care who takes the glory. If only you don't care if who takes the glory. There is no limit to how long God. I mean, how far God can use you. God can use you to change life, to change a whole nation, to do great things. If you don't care, if you are ready to cover your face, if you are ready to say, no, it's not about, it's not about my popularity. It's not about my fame. It's not about people seeing me, knowing me, coming to me, or knowing that it is me, or my name on it, or to publicize myself. It's not about that. It's about God. If only you can do that, there is no limit to where God can take you. I'm telling you, the law, you can become very, very effective. And we are talking of effectiveness that has eternal value, eternal effectiveness. Effectiveness that we draw men from their sins, not just miracles. Miracles, all you need for miracles and uh, to move one mountain to the tree is just a faith that is as small as mustard seed. But the faith that will help you to cover your face 
even when great miracles are happening to you, it's not a small faith like that of mustard seed. It's a faith that you need to ask God to increase your faith. That's what happened when Jesus told the disciples they should not offend people. And yet, when people offend them, they must forgive every time people offend them. They say, this is serious. Please, increase our faith. I, and that's in Luke chapter 17. So, Jesus now made them to know that it takes greater faith to live a correct life than to perform miracles. Just a faith as small as mustard seed is enough to do miracles, but it takes great faith to actually live a correct life. Now, let me quickly rush into some other things. You see that they cover their feet. They cover their feet also from dust, from, we, well, thank God, probably there is no dust where in the presence of God over there, but they still cover their feet from the worship of Isaiah. From the, you know that it is easy for people to worship people who, who you see as great. You know, they were great beings. They were great creatures hovering over the, uh, uh, above the throne of God. They were beautiful creatures. They were, they were flying there. They were up there in the glory of God. And it is possible for Isaiah to fall down and worship him and worship them and say, Chai, look at this, this high and lifted um, creatures. Look at their position, very high. And, but they cover their feet. Their feet was not even available for accolade, was not available for worship, for Isaiah's worship. Their feet was not available for any, anything. Unlike the apostles that you go and put down something on the, at the feet of the apostle and you have to worship the apostle as you give. But no, 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 no. This time around, you are not, you cannot worship them because their feet was hidden away from worship, from any hero worship, from anything. It is only the Lord that must be worshipped. As far as they are concerned, they have covered their faces, they have covered their feet. It is only the Lord you must see. It is only the Lord you must worship. That is there. Isaiah, these are the things that touch, that make their, their, their message, their voices very effective. So if you now look at that tree, it says, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, 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 Lord God, is the Lord God Almighty, whose the whole earth is full of his glory. And we discovered from here again that the relationship between them was based on holiness. You know, the Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Your relationship with all men must be based on, peace, uh, on holiness. Even though you want peace, it must not be at the sacrifice of holiness. Your holiness must be the basis of your relationship with any, with one another, with anybody. Holiness, 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 holiness unto the Lord. Without holiness, no one shall see the Lord. You cannot be effective without holiness. That is the problem that Isaiah had. That was the problem that Isaiah had that he had unclean lips. Even though he was preaching holiness, but his life, there was no holiness. And so he was not effective. But here, he became effective. From this time around, he became effective when he was able to confess his sin and to repent. And then, holiness rubbed off on him because he saw the holiness of God and the way the seraphims, they dwelt, they dealt in holiness with one another. Can you make, 
can you make sure that your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your customers, your relationship with your students, your relationship with your colleagues, your relationship with co-ministers and everywhere in all your associations are all based on holiness from today. That is what will make your voice anytime you speak to be effective. And then you can draw men to eternal life. Men will will break down and they will confess their sins to you even before you begin to ask them, what have you done? And then you can lead people to Christ. That is what we learned today that will make your year new. Don't let your year be like the old years that you have always used before. Today, make a decision that I'm going to make this year new in my life. And by so doing, you will follow the examples of these therapies and the Lord will help you to make this year new, to have eternal value, to add eternal value this year in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you very much uh, once again for uh, such a, an insightful and insightful study. And I believe that all of us uh, listening today, we've been blessed. This is a great, great, great one. This is a great, great one. I love how uh, the Holy Spirit led you to interpret uh, the covering of the eyes there. And I, and I wrote this down. There is no limit to how far God will use you if you do not care who takes the glory. If you don't care who takes the glory, if you want to return the glory to God, if you want God to take the yeah. glory, there's no limit. Glory to God. That's something we should all keep in mind. We have, we have a question here. It says, even when I want peace, it must not be at the expense of holiness. More explanation to this, sir. Yes. You, there are some people that say, no, 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 there cannot be peace here until you, unless you do this thing. Yeah. We cannot see... There are some situations, whether at work or at home or anywhere, that you want peace. You just want peace. But the condition for peace is compromise. That you must compromise your faith. You must commit a sin. The Bible says, follow peace with all men mm-hmm. and holiness. Yes. Without which no man shall see the Lord. So you cannot follow peace with men without holiness. If you live out holiness, there cannot be peace with true peace. True peace. There cannot be true shalom without holiness. Yes. Actually, shalom dwells in the beauty of the holiness of God. So you, there cannot be true peace without holiness. So for you, don't allow anybody to say there cannot be peace unless you compromise or you do this. Or unless you join us to do this, to do this thing that is painful or something, we are going to be at war. If it will lead, if holiness will lead you to war, yeah. so be it. When the children of Israel were holy, nobody was able to, even Balaam, Balak that went to carry Balaam mm-hmm. to cause them, they were, he said, these people are blessed beyond the cause. They cannot be caused again. All you, you need holiness even when you want to be at peace with people. Don't compromise holiness while you are at peace with people. Exactly. Don't compromise holiness for the sake of peace. Don't say because... But you're a Christian. Just let peace reign and then compromise. Don't do that. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. Good. Amen. You listen to Pastor Yagunloye. He's the pastor of New Christian Baptist Church, Paracord University. New Christian Baptist Church is at 31 Ajip Road. Remember, opposite... 
Winners Chapel in Padakot River State. If you want to reach out to Pastor Agunleye, you can call him on 0808-718-0680 or just reach out to us and we get you in contact with him. Uh, Pastor, we look forward to seeing you next week, sir. Thank you, sir. God bless you, sir. I look forward to coming next week, too. Amen. By the grace of God. Okay, please, please say a word of prayer, sir. All right. Our Father, we thank you for helping us today. Thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your word that has come. Please, Lord, help our life that we will not continue to re- recycle our old, unfruitful, ineffective years. Like the priests that were making the same sacrifice year in, year out. That never took away the things of men. Lord, help our lives that we will not just be living our lives at work, at home, in at play, in anywhere, even in church. That does not change men. That does not even change our own lives too. Please, Lord, help our lives this year, this 2023, that we are going to be effective. We are going to be brand new. We are going to change. Something is going to, Lord, that your glory will shine forth in our life. That, that we will be effective. Even in our normal play, our normal jokes, our normal discussions, counsel, talk, or chatting, we, we convict men and we, at our voices, the, the temple of the hearts of men will shake and we smoke and your fire, the fire of the word of God, the heart of men will break down for, to, to ask for salvation at the cross. Lord, help us to be effective from now on in Amen. our lives in the name of God. That Amen. we will be able to say that in the year 2023, my year, my year started to become new. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy I'm praying for Gospel Best Radio. I'm praying, Lord, that you make this year new for them. Amen. Lord, I'm praying that you will help them. Amen. You will help them, help them in every way. Let Amen. them receive the two-dimensional side of divine help. Amen. Lord, I pray that you will help them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We have faith. Amen. 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 You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ.